Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's Christmas is over, but I'm still calling it Christmas season because, you know, it's still the end of the year. Um, I hope you all were able to celebrate with your family, with your friends, to have um, some peaceful time, to have some celebration, to remember the reason behind Christmas and to uh, reflect on the year behind and look forward to the, the coming year. Um, but I saw something online the other day, and it seemed to pretty much sum up this week for me. You might have seen it yourself. It's the week between Christmas and New Year's. And it said, December 1st through the 26th, festive. December 27th through the 31st, confused, full of cheese, unsure of the day of the week. That kind of sounds like January 1st to December 31st to me, but I get it. I understand. So who in here, on that, on that, on that note, who in here likes watching Hallmark Christmas movies? Oh, no. All right, around half of you. And who in here doesn't like to watch Hallmark Christmas movies? All right, okay, all right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just figuring out who my allies are here today. All right, so, you know, they're, they're, they're cute. The, you know, there's cute little towns, there's the unexpected romance, there's the depth of storytelling, there's the, the variety, there's, there's the unexpected twists and turns, and I can't imagine anything that I enjoy more than watching a Hallmark Christmas movie with my, I'm sorry, less. I can't imagine anything I enjoy less than watching a Hallmark Christmas movie with my wife, Kelly. I, well, with Kelly, yes. Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay, I, I, I'll give it, there's a, there's a little bit. I do get a little bit of joy in certain aspects of these Hallmark Christmas movies. And um, do we actually, I don't know if we even watched any this year, now that I think about it. Normally we watch like, you know, three a week. But this year, I'm not sure if we watched any now that I think about it. But when we do, I get a little bit of joy. I have a few screenshots of how I've expressed this joy over the years. One of my favorite things to do in the Christmas season is to make fun of the Hallmark movies that Kelly loves to watch. All right, the next one. Oh, I shared it again. Christmas is the best time of the year. This never gets old. All right, the next year, 2017. This is my sport, and I am the MVP. All right, still true. The gift that keeps on giving. And this year, I'll just let you read that one yourself. All right, I don't want that to be recorded, so I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, so just just a little bit of fun. I, you know, on their own, each movie is fine. You know, if there wasn't 400 of the exact same movie, that one would be fine. You know, it's still kind of predictable, but it'd be fine. But it's because they never change; they're always the same. 
nothing ever changes in these movies. And that's kind of what a hallmark is. A hallmark is the, the attribute of something that makes it identifiable. Like the hallmark of a of a you know a good writer is their ability to um, manipulate the English language or you know whatever it might be. It's the hallmark of something is the attribute that you can identify it by, and that's what hallmark movies are. They are identifiable because they're the same and they never change. That actually wasn't a joke. That's I'm leading into my message here. <laughs> uh, so my title tonight is please no. Not another Hallmark Christmas. So, you know, who, who wants a life where nothing changes? Who wants a life where the current state of your life is the hallmark of your life? The thing that, that your life is known by is the way that you're living right now. And it's not necessarily like all that God has for you. So... I want to talk tonight about what it would be like if we set aside a Hallmark Christmas. And I'm not talking about movies anymore. I'm talking about our lives, our spirit. If we set aside a Hallmark Christmas, a Hallmark season, a Hallmark moment, and instead pursued what I'm going to call a landmark moment, or a landmark Christmas. So these next few weeks, um, they're going to be so powerful here at Awaken Church. Um, you've heard them talk about Vision, Vision Sunday and Shredder Sunday coming up, and those are specifically designed by Pastor Jürgen and Leanne to, to bring out the freedom in your life, to identify the purpose in your life, and to bring you into alignment with everything that God has in store for you. And tonight... Th th those are the landmark moments that I'm talking about. Those are the, the, the landmark season, like this coming Sunday, Shredder Sunday, when we shred the, the negative reports of things that we don't want to carry into 2024. And Vision Sunday, the next Sunday, where we, where we declare the, the goodness of things that God has for us in the future, what his vision for us is, not what our, you know, our, our Santa Claus wish list is, but what his vision for us is for 2024. Those weeks are powerful, and that is a landmark season. And tonight, my entire reason for being up here is to prepare you for that. All right. So, that being said, um, congratulations again to everyone that got baptized. You see the shirts all over the, the room. You know, if you did that today, that's amazing. It's a huge step. You will never regret it. This is one of, that is one of those landmark moments right there. That will be something you can look back years from now and, and say, I remember December 27, 2023, when I went down in the water and I came up and all things were new. All right, some of us are living, point number one, hallmark. Some of us are already living a hallmark life. Some of us may not be, but a lot of us are. Um, it's a hallmark season. If you were to examine your life today, and it looks just like it, just like it does now as it has for the last, as long as you can remember, you're living a hallmark life. It doesn't mean your life is bad. It doesn't mean that you don't um, have a good life. You know, things could be fine. You could even have, you know, a lot of great things. But if your life isn't changing, then you're living a hallmark life. And that's hard, that's hard to accept sometimes because, you know, I feel like my life is pretty good. But if I'm not changing, 
then I'm living a hallmark life. I'm not living the landmark life that God has called me to live. He hasn't called me to be static. He hasn't called you to be static. He's called us to, to grow and to, to grow his house and to, to thrive and to live an abundant life. So, one second. You know, you, you, might, you might be thinking that um, you, everything is good, but this is where I found myself a lot. Everything is good. I have a great life. But I felt for so long that I'm on the edge of something. Like, I'm on the precipice of God's about to do something in me, through me, for me, with me. He, I'm on the, the edge of something. But I've been living in that space, or I had been living in that space for a long time. It's like, I can tell that it's there, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know how to get it, but I know that it's there. Or you might be on the other side where you say, I already know what it is that God's called me to do, where he's called me to go, but I'm stuck here. You know, I already know that he's called me to own a home, but I can't find a job. I already know that he's called me to, um, to, to speak to, to people about him and to witness to him, but I'm scared to go out in front of people and talk to them one-on-one -on -one or in a group. You know, whatever it is, it could be that you, you know there's something, you don't know what, or you could know exactly what it is, but you feel stuck and like you're wandering. And there's another group of people that a story is going to be about tonight that, that wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. It's the, the Israelites as they were leaving captivity in Exodus. There were two to three million Israelites they were in that same boat. They wandered the wilderness for 40 years, for 137 chapters between Exodus and Deuteronomy. The whole time, they knew where they were supposed to be. Right over there, just a little bit to the north, is the promised land, where God's called them to be. But they're stuck wandering in the wilderness. And not even entirely of their own fault by, by that point. Their parents were the ones that, that didn't have the faith to take the, to take the ground when they had the opportunity. And as a result, they had to wait 40 years. They had to grow up in the wilderness. They went from being children in the wilderness to being adults, maybe in their 50s by the time this happened, that, that all they knew was wandering. They, this was a hallmark event for them. It was the only thing they knew, and it had never changed. They were wandering in the wilderness, wandering in the wilderness. And you know, that, that, that might be someone here tonight where, where you feel like you, you, you've been content to see the same scenery over and over again, to, to see the same setting, to hear the same storyline of your life, to see the same characters, to interact with the same people. Well, they're not the same exact person, but the same kind of people, the, the people that you know, bring you down instead of bring you up, the people that distract you instead of focus you. You know, you're, you've been content for who knows how long to not let anything change. But, but there is more, and God wants to move you from a hallmark season into what I've called a landmark season. All right, so point number two. I'm going to jump ahead to the end here. Point number two is, is the end. It's the landmark season. We'll come back and we'll fill in the middle in a minute. Um, but what would a landmark season look like? For Israel, it happened right after Moses died and Joshua was appointed the new leader of the nation. Um, there's anticipation building. They could sense that this was the moment. Something's about to change. 
and all they had to do was cross the Jordan River to get there. Now the Jordan River at that time of the year was flooding. Normally you could you could you know wade across it, but that time of year it was it would flood because of the rainwaters, and you couldn't cross it. But in Joshua three verses fourteen to sixteen. The people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, covenant, the presence of God, went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. I get so distracted when I'm writing these things because I, I see like parallel and metaphor in all of the things and how every little detail in that scripture could apply to to my life or to your life or you know to any number of things. Um, so I I spend more time cutting things out of my message than I do adding them to it. Um, so hopefully today the, the things that I have remaining are the ones that are are for you to hear. But so finally, something changed for them. You know, there, this was no longer a nothing is changing moment. They went from a hallmark, the thing that defined them, to now the landmark, the identifiable, identifiable point in time where something changed. The, the, the attribute of things is now in motion. So, they, when they went through. It was, it was something that, that they could always look back on now. It's like, this was a landmark moment. Not only did something change, but I can always look back. I can always say, I was over there, and by God's power, I'm over here now. Things were this way, and by God's power, now they're this way. And, and that, that's where, that's where you, you get to be when, when, you, when you have those seasons where something changes, those landmark seasons. But for me, for, for us, for you, when we find ourselves in these landmark seasons, the, the biggest way that you can identify that that's what it is, is when you can see that you're stepping into purpose, what God's called you to do. And I've, I noticed, this is one of those blank spots, so hopefully something makes sense here. Um, when you step into purpose, this has been a passion of mine. Um, I've talked about it a lot lately. When you step into purpose, that's that's your season, your landmark season. It's when you feel that you're firing on all cylinders, and not by your own power, not by your own strength, but the thing that you're doing, whatever that is, whether it's a task, or whether it's um, a ministry, or whether it's a job, or whether it's a, um, building a relationship, you're, you're, you're in your purpose, you're in your landmark season, when all of a sudden everything makes sense. You're good at what you're doing and you don't know why you're good at it. And you love what you're doing and you don't know why you love it. And everything comes together and there's this convergence of of joy and fulfillment, but also the, this, this sense of what you do matters. And and that that's that's for me. And I'm, I'm going to project this on you that it's probably for you the same, that those moments are the ones we're in your landmark season. All right, I'm going to keep moving. So 
I'm still not quite ready to go back and tell you how to get to landmark season. I want to talk about what actually comes after the landmark season, and that's what I call the bookmark. So you can put that up. You, you, you might notice that I had a hallmark, I had a landmark, I had a bookmark. I was going to call this marked, but I figured, please no, not another hallmark Christmas was way more touching. So I went with that instead. Um, the bookmark, it, it's... I'll, I'll, just, I'll just tell it, and then I'll come back to that. You know, when Joshua crossed the, the Jordan River with the children of Israel, they didn't just cross the Jordan River and then go take Jericho. That, that happened, you know, I think, in the next chapter. But they didn't just walk through the river and then go straight to Jericho. They stopped, and they set a bookmark on this moment so that you and I could look back and reverence it. So let's read Joshua chapter 4, verse 1 through 9. When all the people across the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men, one from each tribe, and tell them to take twelve stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan, and carry them out and pile them up in the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had chosen, one from each tribe. He told them, Go into the middle of the Jordan, in front of the ark of the Lord, your God, each of you must pick up one stone and carry it on your shoulder, twelve stones in all, one for each of the tribes of Israel. We'll use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? And you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So the men of Joshua did as, so the men did as Joshua commanded them. They took the twelve stones from the middle of the river, one for each tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place where they had camped for the night and constructed a memorial there. And this is, this is an important part here, verse 9. Joshua also set up another pile of twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing, and they are there to this day. So, you know, why is verse 9 important? It's kind of weird. You're going to go set stones back in the middle of the water, and then you know later on the river returns and it covers it. No one sees it. So generations of Israelites can go back at any point to these memorials. They could go to the one on the banks of the Jordan, the one in the place of conquering, of victory, of achievement, of you know celebrating the landmark moment that the Israelites had as they went through the river, and God, it would remind them of what God had done for them. But the other one was in the river. It was in the middle of their struggle to encourage them that he would do it again the next time they were in that place, to encourage us that when we're in the place of a rushing river that could overtake us at any moment, there's a memorial there. There's a bookmark there to remind us that God moves in those situations. Um, there's... Like I said a minute ago, there, there, there's so many details that I wanted to talk about tonight that I don't have time for. I only have eight minutes left. And there's so many. Every, every time I read more verses, I think, oh, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. And I just couldn't do it. So uh, maybe another time. But there's one thing that um, kind of surprised me when I was reading this. I read um, farther down in chapter four, and I'll, um, I'll just talk about it. When... Israel, they made this landmark when they escaped the wilderness after 40 years of wandering. And they finally stepped into God's purpose. And these memorials, they're a bookmark for the future. They're for us to, to, to see, to remind us of what God does. But verse 19 tells us, 
that they crossed into their promise on the 10th day of the first month. And that didn't seem significant to me um, until I clicked on 10th day of the first month in my Bible app, and it took me to another verse that said, the 10th day of the first month is the day that the lamb was selected for the Passover sacrifice. The, the 10th day of the first month, the day they crossed over their struggle into their place of victory, is the same day that the sacrificial, the perfect lamb, was selected for sacrifice. But I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, it's a reference back to the Passover. But then later, I, 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 I was reading and I, I learned that we, we can't tell for sure exactly because it's not specifically documented, but very close to the place where the Israelites crossed the river, it's called Beth, Bethabara. And I don't remember what that means. Oh, it means the place of the crossing, which is appropriate. The place where they crossed the... The place where they crossed the river. I don't naming things was so easy back then. You just look at it and describe it, and that's its name. Um, the place where they crossed the river um, around approximately 1500 BC was very near, if not the exact same place, to where John the Baptist baptized Jesus. So th this place, the place of the crossing, the place where the sacrificial lamb was selected on the same date, you flash forward 1,500 years, and it's that same place where the sacrificial lamb began his ministry. And after wandering for 40 years in the wilderness to get to that place, Jesus gets baptized there and then wanders for 40 days in the wilderness, fasting at the beginning of his ministry. And there's so many parallels and reflections and shadows of things that were in the Old Testament that are in the New Testament. And this doesn't even really fit with my message specifically, but it just struck me so, so hard that these things, they're connected, these bookmarks, these, these, these points in time, these points in space, these points in the spirit realm that aren't directly tied to time and space, they connect. As, as you go through, as you leave your Hallmark season and you go into your Landmark season and as you make bookmarks for things, the people that you don't even know in the future, maybe you know, maybe they're, maybe they're kids, maybe they're six generations from now, somebody's neighbor who you have no connection to at all, they will see what you did, what God did through you, and they'll be able to say, my situation's not exactly the same as that, but it feels like it's the same as that. And God moved for them, so why won't he move for me? And then they can step out in faith into what God's called them to do and have their own landmark moment. So, finally, to the place where I talk about how do you get from hallmark to landmark. I've talked about the hallmark, like the before state. I've talked about landmark, the, the after state. But how do you get from one to the other? And there's point number four, a slide, is you're earmarked, another mark. I said at the beginning that Shredder Sunday and Vision Sundays um, are the landmark moments that, that you are, that your spirit, not necessarily you, your, your mind, but they are the things that your spirit is seeking. Your spirit wants to free you from the things, he wants God to free you from the things that are holding you back in this year, and you can release them 
and, and leave them behind and step away from them at the end of 2023. And your spirit wants you to hear God's vision for you and write that down and declare that over your 2024. That, that is your landmark moment, the shredder and the bitter vision. Those together are your, your landmark season this Christmas. They're your, you know, not another Hallmark Christmas. You want a landmark Christmas? That's it. And my job here tonight is to let you know that you have been earmarked to have this landmark season, to have this landmark event. You know, if, you know, you've been set aside, you've been designated, um, and in a, little, in a few minutes, I'm going to have the ministry team come up, and I want you to come up with a specific purpose. I hope everyone comes, but obviously you don't have to. I want you to come up with a specific purpose, you know, not necessarily to pray for, you know, I need a new job, which if you need a new job, pray for you need a new job, but, you know, come up with a specific purpose of preparing yourself for allowing God to speak into your spirit and into your heart and into your mind to prepare yourselves for Shredder Sunday on Sunday and to prepare yourself for Vision Sunday next week so that when those services come, you're already in tune with what God's speaking to you. The Israelites, they didn't just, you know, stroll up to the Jordan River and cross it on their own. You know, how, were, how did they prepare? They were called to cross it. You know, they, they knew for 40 years that they'd been called to cross it. They were earmarked for it. They, they had been, you know, that was a des designated to be in their future that you will take this land because I promised it to you. But they hadn't seen it come yet. But the day before they crossed it, they had to prepare themselves. They, they finally knew that it, was, that it was time. They had been marked for it, but now they had to prepare themselves. So Joshua uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left the Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. So they're still on the east side of the Jordan River right now. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp and gave these instructions to the people. When you see the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, move from your positions and follow them. Since you've never traveled this way before, they will guide you. The Ark of the Covenant represents the Spirit and the presence of God. When you haven't gone somewhere before, he will guide you. Stay a little bit behind them. Keep a clear distance between you. Uh, verse 5. Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves. One, one translation says, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. So verse 5 is the preparation. To prepare yourself, you, you purify yourself, you consecrate yourself, to, to make yourself ready to see how God's going to move in your life and through your life. So in just a minute, I'm going to have you come up. If you, if you want to pray into that, to, to ready your spirit for what's coming. The, tonight is not about the landmark no, that's that's next week tonight is the earmark you're designated for this you're called to this god has a purpose for you god has things he wants you to give up god has things that that he doesn't want for you that you are carrying right now he wants to take them from you but god also has so many things that you don't have right now that you aren't carrying right now that are such an easier load such an easier burden that he wants to to put you put on you to give you to bless you to encourage you to call you into scary places 
but it's not as scary because you're going with him. It's his calling. He wants these things for you, and this is this is that moment where you can come up and consecrate yourself. The ministry team will come up in just a few minutes, and I encourage you all to come up for that. But just before that, I want to talk about one last mark. The birthmark. We've talked about hallmark where nothing changes. We've talked about the landmark moments and the bookmarks that you leave for others when everything begins to change. And we talked about being earmarked and set aside for those landmark moments. But now to talk about a birthmark. And you, you can probably guess where this is going, right? You've all been to church before for the most part. This is the part where I say, if you've never been born again, if you don't know who Jesus is, you don't have a relationship with him, or you used to have a relationship with him, and then you've walked away, this is the moment where you can come get marked with a birthmark. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. The Israelites, they had a promised land. But we have the promise of a Holy Spirit, of a comforter, of a guide, of, of the God who not only wants to be the God in heaven, but he wants to be the God in your heart. So if you've never believed before, if you don't know Jesus, this is, this is your chance to experience what it's like to be born again, to receive that birthmark, and then to step into all of the other things. Leave the hallmark behind. Pursue the landmark that he's called, called, called you for. So if you could all close your eyes for a minute. If you're one of those people who has never accepted Jesus as your Savior, you, you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relationship with him, I, I would want to pray with you. If that's the kind of thing that you want, if you say, I don't entirely know what that means, but that's the, the, the life I want to pursue. That's, 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 I'm drawn to that. I feel like it's my purpose. It's, it's a change that, that he has called me to. If there's a tug on your heart where I've never said yes to Jesus before, but I really want to do that tonight. I want to pray with you. Could you raise your hand? If there's anyone in here who's never accepted Jesus before. Thank you. And if there's anyone here who maybe you did at one point in time, you know, have a relationship with Jesus, but you, you've kind of, you know, pushed him aside and said, I'll take it from here. Um, I, I can handle this. But then you realize now that you're stuck in a Hallmark story where there's the cute little Christmas tree farm and there's the, 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 the bakery that makes the cookies, but it's the same thing over and over again. And while, it, while it's cute and it's fun and it's nice, you feel stuck and nothing's changing. And you, you recognize tonight it's because what you once had with Jesus, you, you've stepped away from. If there's anyone here in the room tonight that is like that, I'd like to pray with you too. You can raise your hand. Thank you.
All right, if, if we could all stand, we're going to pray. You know, and we're going to we're going to all pray together whether whether you raise your hand or not. We're going to all pray together. So repeat these words after me. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for my sins. Right now, I declare that I believe that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that he died and rose again for my salvation. Right now, I declare that I will walk out the rest of my, way, rest of my days in a way that honors him. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.